Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, where I release two new episodes every single week. Mondays, you can expect to hear from me overcoming a personal obstacle or challenge or an aha moment. And on Wednesdays, I love interviewing others who have overcome obstacles, leveraged adversity, and share their stories with you to inspire and motivate you to keep going and know that no matter what, it's all about your mind over matter. The fact that you ended up on my podcast means you are on your own self-development journey. I want to offer you, if you are ready to level up and take it a step further and deep dive to figure out how to get yourself unstuck or overcome your own obstacles, or you just need some guidance and new perspective, I offer one-on-one coaching. Please visit my website directly at heatherhakes.com, fill out the form, and let's hop on a call. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 214. Today I'm sharing with you something I just returned from, which was an ayahuasca retreat. Many of you may have heard of what ayahuasca is, and some of you may have no idea what I'm talking about. So let me give you a quick background. Obviously, you can Google this for yourself. There are a couple of documentaries on Netflix if you want to watch Chelsea Handler's experience, and I'm sure there's plenty of other options for you to find on the internet. But I want to give you my take and and my experience, and if this is something you're interested in. Maybe it's something you'll check out one day. So a quick brief background. Ayahuasca is a medicinal ceremony that was stemmed from the Amazonian tribes in South America. So places like Colombia, Peru, and even Ecuador. The beliefs of those Amazonian tribes and the shamans that run the ceremonies are that it's a healing tea more or less. And so it it helps you. It's a medicine of introspection. It can cure physical illnesses as well as mental. It can help you connect with yourself and you can ask questions like, what do I want to heal? What dreams do I have? What goals? And the big thing is what I learned from my experience was I went in very open-minded because I didn't know what I was going to experience and I didn't want to resist or you know, have expectations and then it not go my way. And let me tell you, that is the best way to approach an ayahuasca retreat, to simply be open to whatever is supposed to come your way, allow everything. I know several other participants, they had very uh, specific things they wanted out of it. They expected it to go one way and ultimately that created resistance and then they didn't have the experience they wanted. Ayahuasca, the experience is different for every single person. During each ceremony, you are offered up to three cups of of the liquid. I believe it's like a tea. And let me tell you, it does not taste very good. For me, it kind of tasted like a mix of a soy sauce and coffee, but it was gritty and it just, it really wasn't that pleasant. So my ayahuasca retreat was a two night retreat. Um, I live in Denver, Colorado, and it was kind of in between Denver and Colorado Springs out in the boonies on this open ranch retreat, tons of acres. We were just immersed in nature. 
So each night you're offered up to three cups of the tea. And I, the first night I, I took the first cup and the, it can take, you know, as little as 30 minutes to hit you and you can feel it and it can take up to an hour. For me, the first cup, and I would say you're given about, I don't know, maybe a shot or so. It's just a couple ounces of, a, of the tea. And the first cup I took I laid there and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm like anticipating what's going to happen. What's this going to be like? And two and a half hours later, absolutely nothing happened. By the way, the ceremony for us started at 8.30 p.m. and it goes until sunrise. One of my biggest concerns was how in the world am I going to stay awake all night when I normally go to bed between 9 and 10? So good news, we, t we took that first drink, I believe it was around, yeah, 9, well, I took very detailed notes, 9.38 p.m., we took the first drink. And the one thing about ayahuasca, it's the medicine, so it's a healing medicine, and each person will experience it differently, but they do warn you that there will be purging. And so people either purge via a bucket, and other people may purge on a toilet, if you know what I'm saying. I really wasn't looking forward to the purging. I absolutely hate getting sick. I don't like hearing other people get sick. And luckily over the entire retreat, I never purged by vomiting. Uh, this may be TMI, but you should know. Uh, I luckily, my purging wasn't always in the bathroom. So let's go back to night one. You know, it's, I got that first cup, took about 9.30 at night. At midnight, the music came on. And, and so those first two and a half hours was very quiet. Everybody's just, you know, we're settling in and, and seeing what'll happen. But again, that first cup, absolutely nothing happened for me. But at midnight, the music started and the ceremony continues. And we were offered the second cup around 12.30 that night. All of a sudden, an hour later at 1.30 in the morning, I begin to feel the sensations and I'm like, okay, so cup two, it's working. This is happening. I just want to share with you my experience from that second cup on the first night. Uh, they do say that with ayahuasca, it is there is some DMT in it. And so you may have experiences of heightened senses, hallucinations, visions, um, but again, it's different for everyone. So I'm only going to speak from my experience. And let me just tell you, it was a wild ride. For me, it really did feel like I was tripping. I felt like I saw and experienced multiple dimensions. At times, it felt like I was looking through a kaleidoscope, the way the visions and, and things were happening. At other times, it was like you know Sonic the Hedgehog, a video game, that I'm going through these crazy tunnels and just... All these visions and images are, are flashing so quickly. Um, at other times, though, it was like I was standing back observing my own life and, and things going on. And then at other times, it was as though I was narrating the whole time. And maybe that's with the whole podcasting background. The one thing about being on this trip, we were told that we would be totally conscious and, and know what was going on the entire time. And I was because I was wearing my watch and I kept seeing, I just wondered how long was this taking? How much time was going by? So you are totally conscious. Um, we were all given, you know, like a few inch mat and we're all laying on the ground in this big open room, men on one side, women on the other. So everybody's kind of tripping and having their own experience in as a collective. So anyway, let me fast forward. 
my trip did last two and a half hours. And uh, so, you know, I had all these visions and lots of colors, but then there were times when it was very dark and it was like I was in a cave. And what I got from this experience was I literally got to feel, observe, and be aware of what it's like to have resistance. And the message that came to me was, so at times I felt very nauseous, very sick to my stomach. Uh, I had like a block in my throat as though I wanted to purge but couldn't. I was in a lot of discomfort. I kept tossing and turning, trying to avoid the pain and run from the pain and resist the pain. And that's when it hit me. That's what so many people do. And the message that came to me was, I was literally holding all of that pain and toxicity in my stomach from the collective conscious that all of our suffering is self-imposed. I know this for a fact. Suffering is totally a choice because all suffering is, is coming from our thoughts and emotions. That's what creates suffering. So I remember when I'm, I was at like the peak of, of the pain and the discomfort and I just laid there because I remembered at the very beginning of the ceremony, we were told during the difficult moments to focus on the breath, to come back to your breath and that, you know, it's confronting battles and, and all you have to do is ask for help to surrender to it, to stop resisting the pain and surrender. And all of this came back to me. And so I did, I literally laid there and, and I, I, it was just like, I let go and I released and I laid fully into the mat, one hand on my stomach, one hand on my heart. And I just lay there because I wanted this to be released for me. I wanted it to be taken away. And so I literally, whether you believe in God, spirit, the universe, whatever resonates with you, I spoke to that spirit and that energy. And I literally, I asked for help. And I'm telling you, so remember this trip was about two and a half hours for me. Within about a minute, all of a sudden, I felt this huge release and I felt and I could see this toxic energy and this this feeling release from me out of my stomach, my head leaned back, my throat opened up. I could see white light and and waterfall-esque feeling of just this light and innocence and purity rush over me. It was as though the collective conscious, the self-imposed suffering was releasing from me. And all I had to do was surrender, let go, and ask for help. Honestly, it truly was, although at times a painful and very uncomfortable experience, the release at the end when I, when I was able to let go and allow was incredible. The best way I can explain night one is that it was a wild ride. My my senses were totally heightened, hearing and seeing and feeling, and and it literally was like an out-of-body experience. So after that night one, um, you know, everybody's pretty exhausted that whole next day because you're up all night long. And so it was a lot of resting and naps, and I did yoga, and I walked in nature, and... I was, you know, I was excitedly anticipating what would happen for night two. And again, remember, everybody's experience is different. Um, Each cup is different. And so night two for me was a completely different experience. I actually felt the the initial of the tea from cup number one. I only took one cup on the second night. It was a much 
lighter experience. It was a much lighter body high, but rather than the night before, so visual, so colorful, so lucid, the second night was much darker. It was as though all of it took place overnight. It was kind of eerie, like on the eve of Halloween, and it was just me walking through nature, and and it kind of just felt like death, to be honest. It felt like I was walking through a cemetery. And my takeaway from that, I also saw visions of a dragon and a wolf and an owl. Each of these represents something different, so I googled them after the fact. According to dream meanings, a dragon can mean a a symbol of like a fiery personality, an angry outburst. But for me, that vision, it was like the dragon's breath was released from me and the dragon, that toxicity kind of like that first night left my body, which made sense because at times I do feel I have a lot of subconscious and unknown anger. And so it was as though that was released from my body. Now to share the symbol of a wolf, it could mean things like, emotions or feelings have been challenged, which totally made sense because this whole ayahuasca experience was a very emotional experience for me. It also, wolves can mean that, um, you know, durability and progress in life, which also makes sense because walking through or the visions of that second night was as though it was like death to all of my old stories. It was as though I was seeing my old thoughts and emotions lay dormant and they were no longer a part of me. Finally, the vision of the owl, an owl dream symbol can mean things like that you are connected to your unconscious mind, which totally makes sense because that is the whole point of ayahuasca, that it can take you to deep levels unconsciously. It also can mean things that... um, You know, owls are known for their keen vision, and so it could symbolize inner intuition or wisdom in your awareness. And so that also totally made sense because I know that I am very intuitive. And so I I just, my big takeaway from the experience was, remember back to that message of the first night that I was carrying this pain and the feelings of suffering as self-imposed. I remember waking up on that second day after that ayahuasca um, evening and it, I just I felt kind of foggy and almost like a hangover from the whole experience. But for me, that was just the need to sit in the emotions, to to sit in it, to process it and know that I was beginning a new chapter, that I'm walking into a new space, that I am letting go of those old stories and the self-imposed suffering and everything else that is no longer serving me. I invite you to do the same. And what I want you to know is you don't have to experience ayahuasca to have these realizations. I know that we can have these during meditation. You can have them walking in nature. Some people have these aha moments when they write or they sit down and journal and just have silence. And so another big takeaway for me was so many people are constantly seeking outside of them for answers, whether that be through drugs, drinking, alcohol, attending seminars, reading books, whatever it may be, but I want you to know that the answers will never be found outside of you. Just like this ayahuasca experience taught me, everything I'm seeking is already within. 
From that first night when I was able to go deep into all those visions and all this healing and and releasing, that all happened from within. I didn't get that from you know, attending a seminar or reading a book. It's, I didn't get it from Googling or, or listening to some audio. I want you to know that you can have this too. But the big takeaways are anytime you are in discomfort or pain, if you allow and you have faith to ask the higher power, the source within for help, for guidance, if you surrender and you allow everything you are seeking will come to you. I realize this might be really fucking far out for many of you. I realize that you may think that, you know, I'm, I'm tripping or what a wild ride. And yeah, that was definitely my experience. But I also believe this to be the truth of every single one of us. We all have the power within. It's just your choice whether or not you tune in and you tap into that. And the best way to go about doing that is to provide yourself with silence, to provide yourself with the space, to quiet the noise and the distractions. For me, I've been doing that a lot lately by in the last year alone, you know, I I cut cable, so I watch a whole lot less TV. Yes, I have Netflix, but even then I don't watch much. I purged relationships. I've let a lot of social circles go that were no longer serving me. I have spent a lot more time alone just wanting to be with my thoughts and choosing my next direction and not going out on on evenings because that was all empty to me. What I loved most about this experience was another participant's takeaway. And what he shared was, because he had done ayahuasca several times, He shared that it was all so simple. And his big takeaways were that all of us are all seeking the same three things. Those are love, gratitude, and being of service to others. It really is so simple. If we could step away from the space of the need to compete or the need to compare and we all just love and embrace one another as our brother and sister because we all are connected We could literally have heaven on earth. This is all a choice, my friends. You have the power within. I want to leave you with this. You heal yourself by doing the work, which spreads and becomes a ripple effect to all of those around you. And I wish you a fabulous week ahead. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content. And my website, heatherhakes.com. I'll catch you on the next episode.